concentric circles and in squares within squares. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast. This is the week of December 24th. Christmas, holidays, all that good stuff. I'm your host, Albert Estrada, alongside my interim co-host, the one, the only, Brandon Shaw. Brandon, what's going on, bud? Assistant to the regional co-host. Assistant two. Assistant two. Assistant two. Guys, it's uh, it's Christmas week. Uh, it's the end of 2020. We got one week left. We're almost done with this piece of shit year. Uh, it's been a brutal year, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of crap we've been through. A lot of rough stuff, Brandon. We're almost out, man. Uh, yeah, there's there are there are fresher days and better days ahead on the horizon, buddy. They're, they're talking about giving a vaccine now. Do you hear this, Brandon? We got a COVID COVID vaccine coming out. Some uh, some friends of mine recently already already getting the vaccine. Don't know don't know how I feel about it. It's going to be weird, man. It's going to be, I think the direction we're going with this is like, from what I heard, people are going to, people are going to need these vaccination cards to get us access to events, football games, sporting events, uh, concerts. Uh, I don't know how I feel, man. I don't want to, this, uh, for those of you who are not familiar, the It's Not Blank to Ask podcast is a politics, politics free zone. So we're not going to really get into politics, but I will say that it reminds me a little bit of an adventure. And come kind of our adventures growing up a little bit, Brandon, in our youth, we had a little bit of uh, some hijinks. And I think that's something that this could remind me of is the good, the good old days of needing certain identification to get into bars. I think oh, yeah. I think COVID vaccine cards are just going to bring back fake IDs. Like, dude, you're going to need, like, who's the plug for that COVID vaccine card? It's going to be unreal. Just I'm going yeah. <laughs> to need that underground card to, like, get into bars and shit, like, Back in our days, man, we used to we used to do the shenanigans. Remember with your brother? Oh yeah, when uh, when you wanted me to go out, we had to go bother my brother and uh, try to trade your car for his ID so that we could go out to the bar. Me and my brother. Well, I wouldn't trade. No, no, I wouldn't trade my car. I would, I would well, yeah, just collapse. Yeah, it was like a pawn shop. It was like you you lend it to the to the pawn shop and then you come back later and and, and redeem it. The, for those uh, for our listeners here, Brandon, Brandon, uh, my co-host here, myself, have been friends for. Uh, about 10 years, about a decade now. And uh, at the very precipice of our friendship, Brandon was a uh, 20-year-old gentleman, slightly below the legal drinking age. To go out <laughs> and have fun. and uh, one of my favorite things was to tell him, Brandon, we're going out, man. I'm always a going out guy, and he's always the I don't want to go guy. It's always me, let's go, him, I don't want to go. Brandon, we're going here, I don't want to do it. Brandon, we should do this, I don't want to do that. And eventually, I have a pretty good skill of convincing Brandon to go against his will and usually come out. And... For years, his excuse was, I, you know, not years, but for a while, his excuse was, uh, you know, I can't go to the bar because I don't have an ID. So uh, I'll never forget one, uh, the one day that uh, I told you about going to the gym, Brandon. Remember Bally's Total Fitness? Oh, yeah. You were like, we're going to go out tonight. And I was like, I don't have an ID. And you were like, sure, sure, sure. It's fine. But let's just stop at this gym really quick. I need to pick something up. And I was like, all right, I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure. And this guy brings me into Bally Total Fitness, and he goes up to the front desk, and he says, uh, go ahead, you take it away. Yeah. By the way, I don't give him any information of what's happening. I tell him straight up, Brandon, get in the car. We're going We're going somewhere. He goes, dude, I don't have an ID. And I'm like, it's 3 p.m. on a Saturday. We drive to this gym, and he has no idea what's happening. He doesn't know what's happening. He's like, dude, why are we at a Bally Total Fitness? And I go, shut up. That was my exact answer. And then I asked for the manager, and that's when he was starting to, I think, starting to piece the, uh, together when I say, hey, man, we were just here the other day, 
and my buddy left his ID here. Do you mind if we look at the bin and see if it's in there? The guy goes, no problem. Hands us a bin with literally an endless amount of IDs. And Brandon looks at me like, you evil motherfucking genius. And he starts rifling through that bin like a raccoon looking through a dumpster trying to find that last un- uneaten burrito. Oh, yeah. We, we weren't even, like, being coy about it. Like, you were literally taking out the ID, holding it up next to my face and going, no. Taking it up to my face and going, no. And then putting finally puts one up to my face and goes, ah, all right, this is good enough. Even though the guy looked like he was definitely dealing meth out of some sort of trailer in Kentucky at some point. We, we, we ended up with an ID and it was functional and that ID actually was pretty good for you for a while. I, I, uh, I think we got most of it. And then we ran into one issue with the ID and that issue was down in the keys. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not, uh, for our listeners at home, I, I, I don't like to take the word no, um, as an answer very much unless it's, uh, for, uh, in, in a, in a, uh, What's the term we're looking for here, Brandon? Uh, Sexual in, capacity? Yeah. <laughs> and a consent. Consent. There you go. Consent is the, the magic word we're looking for. There you go. Um, no means yes. For <laughs> uh, me, in a lot of scenarios in life, a lot of social scenarios, but we get to a bar in Key West, one of our most popular bars, Irish Kevin's. And again, 20 year old Brandon is getting in, everything's going well. We, I show my ID, we walk in, Brandon shows his ID. The bouncer looks at the ID, looks at Brandon and says, I can't let you in, man. This isn't you. Brandon, being a very, okay, non-conflict, a little bit of a squirmish guy, goes, all right, let's go. And I am, I'm not having it. So I literally grab the guy, go, hey, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? And he goes, hey, man, I can't let your friend in. He's not of age. And I go, what, what are you talking about? I go, hey, listen, he lost a couple pounds. Okay. He was a little heavier back then. Starts getting into my fitness journey. That was great. Yeah. And Brandon, you could just, you could see Brandon looking at me with the, his eyes were saying, what the hell are you doing? But I'm, I'm just plowing away. I'm like, it's Key West. It's, it's a Memorial Day weekend. It's a busy weekend. I'm like, we're not getting turned down here. We are not getting shut down. Oh, yeah. To paint the picture, this guy is easily 75 pounds heavier than I am. Like, rounded cheeks, super heavy guy. And Albert's whole, like, idea is that I somehow did the Jarrett from Subway maneuver with uh, eating footlong subs. And I have now lost 75 pounds, and this is me. That's his whole argument to the cop, essentially. Yeah, well, this one we haven't even seen any cops because the bouncer says, I'll tell you what, if you think that's him, you see those cops over there, why don't you go up to them, show them the ID, and, th- and they say that it's okay for him to come in, then I will let him in the bar. And I say, no problem. So I grab Brandon and we start walking towards the cops. And at this point, Brandon is borderline, he's not the darkest person to start with. He's a pretty pale skin complexion to begin with. His baseline is pretty light. He was turning white as a ghost. And he's looking at me and he's like, Ow, well, 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 what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on? What's okay. happening? We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. He's no, I, I, looked, I looked like a dog getting pulled into a veterinary office. Like, it was not good. Like, the dog knows what's up. Like, I knew what was up. Like, it was it was not a good situation. I'm shaking. This is this is not fun. I'm like, okay, here we go. Insta prison. He is in a full-on panic. Uh, and we are walking to the cops. He could not be more scared. And I could not be more confident. And we get to the cops. And I, I say... Hey, gentlemen, what's going on, guys? Hey, uh, sorry to bug you, but um, my buddy over here uh, is having a little issue getting this bar, man. For some reason, the bar, the um, the bouncer, uh, you know, doesn't want to let him in. You know, he lost a couple pounds. So do you mind just kind of corroborating that it's him so we can go ahead and have a good time in the bar? Cops kind of look at us in a confused way because I'm assuming most people don't try this, right? Probably not, yeah. <laughs> they grab the ID. They look at the ID. They look at Brandon. They look over to the bouncer. And they go, yeah, they just put up a thumbs up. They're like, 
put up a thumbs up. We go, thank you so much. Walk right into the bar. The guy actually apologizes to us. And I'm like, hey, man, it's not a problem. It's kind of, I'm sure stuff happens all the time. Thank you so much. And yes. that's, that's, that is, uh, that's kind of how Brandon's early days with me and my, uh, my, my inability to take no uh, kind of developed. Yeah, it's just not taking any situation at its surface. It just seems to be your, uh, your MO. And it continued. It's just always shenanigans like that. It's always a lot of shenanigans, man. You know, it's fun. It's fun to reminisce about some of these fun times now, especially during the holidays, man. Um, you know, Brandon, we're not direct family, but I consider you like family. And uh, it's been a weird year for, you know, around these holidays. We're not getting to spend as much time with our loved ones. Um, everything's kind of changed. And uh, even now, man, I think this time last year, you and I were both, um, you know, I think in a relationship or something like that or in a long-term thing. Like definitely years prior, you know, a big thing for me as a Cuban was the uh, old Noche Buenas. Yep. Brandon's the only non-Cuban who gets the permanent invites in my family's Cuban Noche Buena. Oh, yeah. And it's usually me accompanied with whichever young lady I'm dating that year, um, which I think I... What do you think, Brandon? Do you think it seems like I always seem to have a girlfriend around the Noche Buena, which for our American listeners is the Christmas Eve evening, which is the night before Christmas is the biggest celebratory day in Cuban culture. Um what do you think, Brandon? Does it seem like I just always seem to have a girlfriend around that time? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, in baseball. It's kind of like September call-ups for you. It's like a big decision time. Like, hey, is this girl going to make it to Noche Buena? Is she not? And, you, you know, more than likely you end up uh, calling her up to the big league to get a couple at-bats. <laughs> I don't know if it's like that. But, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe there is a little bit of that. I just feel like dating around the holidays, dude, there's just there's just more pressure, right? It's like you can meet someone. You can It can be in the early stages of dating and the rest of the year. But I think when it comes to birthdays and major holidays like this, they're like these big checkpoints where like the expectations start like a little bit more and uh, the girls are like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. Am I going to get the invite to so-and-so thing? Oh yeah. It's like an automatic connotation of commitment. It's like automatically like, oh, we're like taking this Christmas photo together or like we're taking this birthday photo together. And you and I have very different responses to this situation, which is mine is to go effectively, you know, hide in a cave and yours is to bring them out to Noche Buena and, and invent events like that. I'm like, I don't know, something about it, something about like introducing somebody new to like friends and family. Like I need like a good like hibernation period with that person before I'm bringing them out to end. That's so funny. Yeah. I think, yeah, for me, I'm like, I'm the, using your baseball analogy, September calls. I'm definitely the, uh, welcome to the big leagues. Here's our entire facility. Here's everybody that works in the stadium. Yeah. This is your locker. This is what happens. Yeah, you run them through the gauntlet. You're like, let's see how you respond to this. Like, see what kind of, you know, effort they're putting into the weight room. See how they're getting along in the clubhouse. And I'm just like, no, I'm just like, this is this is not a situation that we're going to get involved in. I'm, I'm not bringing anybody to Notre Dame. I'm not bringing anybody to my birthday. I think I think Lifetime, how many how many people have I brought to Notre Dame? One? Like, all time. So Brandon, yeah, Brandon's been to several Noche Buenas. I've been to like ten now. You've been a lot. You've been you've been you've been a veteran. I, I think I, I think you brought one girlfriend who may have made one or two appearances. And you're right, you don't really bring, which definitely makes me think that my older Cuban uncles probably have some assumptions of me. When every year they're oh, like, for sure. here's Albert and his new girlfriend, and here's that Jewish kid that he brings every year. Like, wink, wink, how's your friend doing? Well, it's really nice that you bring a girl to, like, really avoid any of that confusion because there's got to be some, like, before the girl gets there that they're just like, adios mijo. Not only does he have to be, like, batting for the other team, but the guy had to be white, like, as if it wasn't enough, his poor mother. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they, uh, I don't know how, I don't know what the deal is, but 
I feel like you become part of the family in that situation. Okay. But yeah, man, it's, it's it's weird. It's weird dating around the holidays this, this time of, this this time of year, especially in there's COVID, there's holidays, there's like you know some people are a little bit more you know for my family this year we couldn't do the get together, so it's going to be a weird year. It's going to be my first year not doing a real nochebuena, which is strange. So I don't even get to do the whole nochebuena bring a date thing. It's a good pressure off situation for you. A little little evaluation period. Instead of having to like make that big time uh, quote unquote September call up decision, we, we get a little uh, extra evaluation until your birthday. See, here's my thing, and, and to the listeners at home, I, I, I got to tell you because you know I got I got I got an axe to grind with this guy. It's not <laughs> just with Brandon. I think it was everybody who's known me for a while. You see, I'm 35 years old. I've never been married. I don't have any kids. Um, you know, up until recently, I lived to a, lived with a roommate. People ask questions, and <laughs> I think that everyone assumes that I do not want to settle down. They're like, Albert's this, like, no commitment, doesn't want, like, the whole wife and kids thing because, like, you know, as the years go by, it's more and more of my friends are engaged, they're married, they're making people, and everyone just looks at me as this, like, well, he's just going to be that perennial bachelor guy. That's, like, the life he wants. And I think I'm just, I think I'm just really misunderstood because I, I, I want to get married and I want to have kids and I want to do the whole thing. But I just haven't. And just because I haven't at 35 doesn't mean I don't want to. But it it, it gets it blows my blood a little bit, Brandon. Well, and it think? brings it up a good point because I've always like you've seen in movies and things like that, like, oh, women talking about, oh, he's you know, 32 years old, never married, never had kids, and that's like a prize. But apparently there's like a, a little bit of a window there before you hit this like, okay, he's XYZ age, never been married, never had kids, what's wrong with him? Instead of being selective, it's like, oh, now. Somehow, even though you're not tainted, you become tainted because you've gone so long without being tainted. It's yeah, like this crazy what trap. Like that, it's so hard. I think it's like depending on honestly, dude. I think it's regional. I think and like I remember when I I played baseball here for the listeners. I'm a college baseball player, and I played baseball in uh, originally at Lynn University in Boca Raton, Florida. And I remember getting to Lynn, and all my buddies at the time were. You know, young twenty-year-old guys having fun. They would some would have a girlfriend back home in California, wherever they're from, and date a girl here. And it was kind of a loose, free environment. And then at my senior year of college, I transferred to play school in Tennessee, and it was completely different. I mean, there were brand new guys on my team in, in Tennessee at UT Martin, uh, go Skyhawks, who were married, like literally married with their wife at like twenty-one years old because they grew up in Tennessee and they yeah. like met their high school sweetheart at like 15 or 16 or whatever, and then like got married at like 19 or 20. Right. So I think it's like, for us, we're here located in South Florida. I, I don't know what that age is, dude. Like, what do you think? Do you think there's an exact age? you think it, it, it's uh, dependent on girl to girl? I think it's girl to girl. I think that because some girls you could hear like 34 as an answer. Some girls you could hear like 40 as an answer. Not to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to say like, 37, you need to be like kind of with the person you plan on being with. 37. Why 37? What, what, what the hell? What, what's up with that arbitrary figure? I don't know. It's like it gives you time to like start doing the marriage stuff and maybe like get married and then like do some traveling and like settle and then like start the popping out of other, you know, smaller creatures at, at age 40. I think 40 is the number, personally. And, and listen, if you guys, for our listeners, if you want to tweet us or you want to mess, mess, message, uh, I'm sorry, message us in the comments section or send us an email or something, what age do you think is the age where it starts to get a little weird for a guy to be single, unmarried, without kids? Just a little bit of a question mark. Because I think it's 40. I think, you know, I, I think when we were younger, 
Brandon, it seemed like 30 seems so old or 35 or 40 or even 25, you know, seems so old. And now when you get there, you realize it's actually really young. I mean, for you, Brandon, you'll be 30 next year. And he's, he's real scared of his uh, birthdays and stuff. But I don't know. I think just society, from a societal standpoint, people are just getting married older and older. Man. I think it's good because you get to like discover who you are and stuff. You know, I didn't know who the hell I was when I was 25. I think you're just trying to figure out who you are, you know? Yeah, it goes to like how you're raised. It's like at... 18, however many years ago, less people were going to college. So people were starting to work and starting to make money and then starting to think about like settling down at age 24. And now it's like, okay, done at college. Now almost everybody, it seems, or a larger population is going to college, done at 22. In my case, done at, you know, 28 or however long I was in school for it. Um, still four years away from a degree, no big deal. Um, and then, you know, you're kind of just starting that aspect of like real responsibilities later in life. It's changing, man. It's, yeah, I think people, and that's why, I don't know, I think people just, they're, this generation of millennials does things later. We, we go to school longer, like you said, and even, even relationships in general change. Like, you know, Ray and I were having a conversation the other day about, you know, we have a lot of friends now that we know, close friends who are, they're doing the open relationship thing, dude. And I got to tell you, for the listeners, like at home, I've started to consider it myself. I've never been in one. And I think more so than the fear of the open relationship, for me, it's the fear of asking about it. I, I A lot of people that know me now know me as this like open person who doesn't care, is bold and low fear. But I, I'm always like really awkward in, and Brandon teases me because I'm awkward in any controversial scenario. I have a tough time just being directly honest in some spots. So I will, I think I'm more scared to meet a girl and ask her if she would do an open relationship than even doing it for the fear of the judgment and the denial and the, the fallback. Oh yeah, I mean, before you start to like build up the courage to bring up a possibility of an open relationship with a girl, you might want to consider building up the courage to like tell the waiter your hamburger's cooked a little bit incorrectly. Like this guy, it's unbelievable. Like super likable, like, you know, smooth talking in like social settings and like with members of the opposite sex, but anything with like a little controversy. And it's like, he'll just sit there and be like, I'm going to eat this medium rare or this rare hamburger when, you know, I know I wanted it well done or whatever it might be. I'm just not going to ask this guy out of like fear of like creating a situation. So before we get into bringing up an open relationship, we might have to get down to the, the bigger problem. Maybe we'll like have you intentionally order onion rings and then you have to like Go through the gauntlet and ask for. Oh no, I ordered French fries instead. I'm so bad. It's with terrible. Controversy. I'm so bad with conflict. I'm the. I'm just so bad. I would rather leave myself in a bad situation in life than have an awkward conversation to get out of it. I can't tell you guys how many relationships Brandon has seen me drag on that he's just like, looks at me. He's like, dude, dude, what are you doing? Why are you with her? You don't like her. You're not happy. You don't want this. But I'm like, but then I have to tell her. I have to. I've had to have. Coach phone calls with Brandon of how do I break up with this poor Oh, guy? yeah. And, and it's always something ridiculous. You're like, well, today's Tuesday and we got flag day coming up. So it's not really <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not really a good time. And then Arbor Day's around the corner. You know how these things go. I never, it always seems like there's some big problem. It's true. I can never, I never feels like it's the right time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, dude, her uncle's like graduation, 20 year anniversary is coming up in three weeks. Like, how can I break up with her now? Yeah. <laughs> we we got to get down to the, to the, to the real problem here before you can do that. But yeah, I mean, I do see a, a trend of people going, I, I don't even know if you classify them as open relationships. They're just like non-traditional things and people with different 
setups, you hear different little nuances to people's relationships. But I'm telling you, it's that like, would you do one? Would you do an open relationship? I, I can't say for sure would or would not. I mean, it's like if you meet the right person and they're into that situation or that's like what that brings, like maybe I would consider it, but it's not something that I'm like actively seeking. So, but I mean, I think it goes along with that like Instagram new kid TikTok culture of like 30 second attention spans and like people needing something fresh and new all the time. I mean, I've been in monogamous relationships and no problem being in monogamous relationships. So, I mean, the traditional setup's kind of fine for me. But again, I'm not going to say I've taken anything off the table. I think Brandon, for you, man, just as a human being, it probably makes less sense. Like you're Brandon, for those who don't know him, he's a very funny and smart and engaging person. But we always say he's like a cat, not like a golden retriever. Like Brandon doesn't like a lot of new people. He's a very small circle person. He has four friends and those are his only four friends. And if you're not one of those four, he's not your friend. I have a lot of people. I have a big circle. I'm a very inclusive person. He's a very exclusive person. So I think probably if we really boiled it down to how we are as human beings, an open relationship probably makes more sense for my archetype, right? Because I'm very... Could be, yeah. Because you're like, have that like social butterfly, like feed off of other people's energy type of thing that you need to get out. And And I'm a major, and I'm a major FOMO guy. Like I'm always like, I don't want to miss out on what's going on over here. Whereas you're like a, I don't care what's going on. Brandon, Brandon will go out on a Tuesday when nothing's happening, but if it's like the Super Bowl and his birthday and like New Year's Eve on the same day, which whatever, if it's a huge event, he'll be like, nah, I want to stay on the couch. It's really funny because it's like you almost fit the, like you said, archetype of what would be good for an open relationship, but not even so much for the sexual aspect of it, for the social aspect. It's like the lifestyle of a relationship person typically ends up being a little bit less social, a little bit more nights in, calm date nights. And you're not that you're opposed to that. It's just, you like going out, even if it's a, you know, Thursday night or whatever, you like being involved with your friends. And again, if there's nothing going on, you don't have an itch to go out. It's just, you like to go out and be social if there's something going on. So you either need to meet somebody who has that like same energy of like, let's constantly be doing fun stuff and like high energy or, yeah, I mean, maybe you could leave yourself open to it. I have figured it out. I have a lot of work to do on myself. I mean, I, <laughs> otherwise I'm going to get dangerously close to that no man. Whatever, whatever age that is. Yeah, whatever the mysterious age of uh, death where girls start to look down upon you, I might get close to that if I don't work on this. And I got I to gotta work on being more honest. Brandon helps me with my directness. I, I got to work on that. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was with a girl the other day and we were, uh, uh, following a date. She asked me, um, you know, we're kind of starting to get in that flirtatious vibe. We're starting to get into a little bit of the, uh, kind of the sexual innuendo, so to speak, Brandon. You know what I'm talking about, right? And then, Big uh, here we go. And then she, uh, you know, the conversation came up where she just asked me, well, what are you into? And I didn't really know exactly what she meant. Uh, or not, but I knew that she was talking about sexual stuff, but I'm not a direct person. So I wasn't going to be like, what kind of positions? And her and I got in this like cat and mouse where it's just like, well, what are you into? <laughs> and then she's like, well, why don't you tell me? And I'm like, why don't you tell me? And for the, for the listeners at home here, I will say Brandon without uh, going too much into his personal life, because yes. this is a, this is an all ages friendly podcast. So Big we're not going to get too much of it. But let's just say this. Yeah, in case my mom Brandon, listens to it, this. It, wait, wait, wait. In case my mom listens to this, just, just I'll never say anything. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's just stay calm. Is it fair to say that you're more on the adventurous side when it comes to bedroom activities? Correct. 
Maybe it's a little bit of an explorer. Yeah. Maybe it's kind of a Ferdinand Magellan. Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus. There's new spice routes out there. You gotta check them out. Yeah, you're, he likes to check out, and he's a very conversational, let's work this as a team, let's turn this into a, a no rules. It's kind of like for the bedroom, from my understanding, for Brandon's bedroom, it's kind of like the Outback Steakhouse. There's no rules just right. Yeah. It's just, there's very, it's a very loose. Sometimes it turns into the UFC octagon, but that's another story. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other story. That's a, guys. That's a different thing. That's going to be the NC 17 plus version of the It's Not Polite to Ask mm-hmm. podcast. That's... But Brandon has this innate ability to connect with these girls. And our um, sexual exploits are very different because I think, I feel like he's just, hey, here's the deal. Here's what we're going to do. This is what I'm into. This is what I'm not. Here are the 19 items that I ordered from Amazon that might uh, factor into the, to the situation. And I'm like, well, how do you feel about holding hands? <laughs> I'm a little bit more old-fashioned. I'm a gentleman. I don't kiss and tell. Um, you know, and, and I think I let things happen more organically. But Brandon, maybe I need to talk about buddy. Maybe I need to just fucking, you know... You know, let, let the, let caution to the wind a little bit and just be like, here's the deal. I want to do this. What, what do you think about it? Well, maybe, there's, maybe there's a method there when you were describing my uh, exploits. Maybe just let Amazon do the talking for you. Maybe just have packages delivered and then just put like a, a post-it note that says, what do you think? So you're saying I should just order stuff. Yeah, and, just get going. And just be like, oh, look at this. I guess, I guess this must have been for our crazy neighbor across the hall. Create, create a fake Amazon profile with like freaking, I don't know. Kyle Shmishmana. I don't know. I can't think of a, a fake alias here. I'd just be like, we keep getting this guy's packages. We might as well just use one of them. We might as well. So you think I should just caution the wind? I don't know. Okay. Seems to be easy. Or I mean, or you could ask. You know, the whole just be direct and ask thing. The but direct, not your strong suit. The direct, this is a, is a point of struggle for me. So when she asked me, what are you into? I feel like you would have done a much better job than I did in that spot. And I just... It's very date specific, though. If it's like the third date, I'm not going to totally scare somebody. But if it's like the eighth date and she's like, what are you into? I'm going to list, you know, I'm going to have one of those old fashioned scrolls that like goes down the steps at the king's feet. And it's just like going out the door. And she's going to be like, well, let's try number 86. <laughs> Yeah, what's oh so you, so you basically you do a good job of hiding your crazy at first and then you open up and give it a little bit more as they go. I like that. That's yeah, awesome. my, my my sexual like things that I'm into, it's like a it's like a, a, a dam, right? We can control the flow of like what escapes. It's not just like a raging river of it. everything I'm into is gonna come out at once. So we just slowly we, we can control the situation, it comes out, you know, as we need it. I'll tell you one thing that I did that's it's not what I'm into so much, mm. but I worked on this and I developed this list and I, I, I think it's been good for me is I give, I created a list of my 10 worst attributes as a human being. Cause I think when people first start dating Brandon, when you first start seeing someone, it's always, it's like the, uh, I think Chris Rock was the one who said it, that it's always the, you get the representative, you don't get the real version of the person. Right. And everyone's always trying to act like on their best behavior, everything that they do and present themselves is like um, the best they can do. And I think that, I think we're doing it wrong in dating. I think that we, instead of showing our best and trying to convince the other person that you're this superhuman, I think you should actually show your worst qualities up front. And, and like, I actually created a 10 item list where I said, these are the worst 10 things about me. And if you can handle these things, we're going to get all great. Cause I know that I'm a very, I'm one of these people who's very polarized in life. I'm either really, really good at something really, really terrible at it. See, but you bring up an interesting point because a lot of people don't know how to list things that they're into 
that they enjoy as cons. Like people don't understand that like, if they're super into like video games, like that is a con. Like even me, like I'm like, I really like going to the gym. In certain relationships it's been like, well, he goes to the gym too much. So maybe it's like too focused on fitness. Like something that I might think is a positive could also be a negative. So you need to do this like full encompassing type thing, but you're right. like. Most of the time, like if you can get the, the negatives out of the way, but again, if you give somebody a list of negatives and one of them is like, I don't know, like constantly enters the house with dirty shoes and somebody on a first date's like, that's no big deal. Just sweep it up or get a vacuum or get a Roomba. And then it's like, okay, like the 46th time this person comes into the house with dirty shoes and then like, you're just livid. You're just like over it. So I think even if you create the list, people have to be honest with themselves and like be willing to walk away. In your case, I mean, you're a tall, good-looking, well-spoken guy. So it's like, if you're handing someone this list, are they going to be self-aware to be like, this is going to really piss me off the hundredth time it happens? Yeah, they have to just, because uh, the reason I made this list, Brandon, is these are the things that are terrible about me that are probably not going to change much. Right. Like At 35, you're locked into a lot of stuff. I, I, I'm very... Not I think, everything, but a lot no, of stuff. No, I, I think as a person, I'm very good at making adjustments and improving, but I know that these certain things are like, this is me. Like, I'm not ever going to be handy. Like... Right. I had a nail on my tire yesterday. I literally did. And zero out of zero times am I, or zero out of a hundred times am I ever going to change that tire? I'm going to make a phone call and I'm going to have uh, Joe Schmo come in here and change a tire. And if a girl needs me to change a tire, I'm not the guy for you. By the way, this is brought to you by Joe Schmo's Towing Company. <laughs> Joe Schmo's Towing Company. I don't like that. I thought it was a good one. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, we actually do have a sponsor for this week's episode. I'm glad you reminded me, Brandon, because our sponsor would have been a little bit upset. But this week's episode is brought to you by Les Murphy Enterprises. Les Murphy Enterprises, uh, quote, we are not a social club, is a elite group of uh, fun-loving poker people in South Florida hosting uh, invite-only uh, poker games at the Coconut Creek and Seminole Casino properties. Les Murphy Enterprises, they'll be there for you. <laughs> so, guys, I hope you have a, rest, a good rest of your 2020. Uh, this has uh, been the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, for I'm your host, Albert Destratic. Brandon, I'm with your uh, intro co-host, Brandon Shaw. Assistant to the regional co-host. Assistant to the host. And uh, we hope you guys have a lovely end of your 2020. Happy holidays. Thanks so much for tuning in.